I'm crazy about cats, just not pussy. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of condoms and Capri Sun. <laughs> and juice. <laughs> oh, this is privilege. No, you're Travis. Oh, wait, I'm Travis. <laughs> I'm Tyler. And this is Privileged Twings. The show where we recap the real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That's Salt Lake City. Season 2. Episode 2422. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say a quick disclaimer that my intro line was um, slightly plagiarized. Because <gasps> it's basically Lisa Vanderpump's, but she says the dogs and bitches. So I just changed it. Because we have so many cats. What did she say? say. She says, I'm crazy about dogs. I just don't like bitches. Oh. But yours is funny. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Be- oh, I get it because you're gay. Wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to out you on national television. I wasn't ready to talk about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me stop. We're not making... No, we cannot make fun of us like that. Let's stop it. How are you? How am I? How are you? Oh, my God. I haven't seen you in ages. I'm thriving and surviving. <laughs> If you don't know, we um, work from home together, sit next to each other all day, and yeah. then sometimes do this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes watch. We watch everything. TV. We do everything together. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not too much new to talk about. I've been, I have a new series on TikTok. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the the Lurgers. How are you? <laughs> How are you feeling? I feel good. Yeah. We're slightly sad. We found out our... One of our beloved kitties has an enlarged heart. Yeah, so we got that news today, but trying to keep optimistic about it. Yeah. Um, we don't... But there's like a whole bunch of stuff that we have to do later. Like, we have, he needs to get uh, ultrasound on Friday, and then they'll give us more test results after that, and then yes. we'll go from there. Many, 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 many. Yeah, but... <laughs> We're supporting the veterinarian community. Yes, very yes. much so. <laughs> yeah. But money aside, I mean, it was just kind of, like, sad to get that news today, but um, trying to stay hopeful, trying to stay positive, and just keep working, you know? Vamos. Vamos. All right, you want to get into the dirt? Get into the gig. I will say this episode, not very busy. Not very busy, but it's set up... Maybe, like, next week, it seems there might be a little, like, betrayal, almost, in Whitney's eyes. Yeah. Uh, we know that Whitney and Lisa left supposedly on a good note, but mm-hmm. then it looks like that immediately turns next mm-hmm. week. We'll get to that. So oh, that geez. was the setup. Uh-huh. I will say this was, like, the Whitney show today. It she was, got three, yeah. like, one-on-one um, interviews. Not mm-hmm. interviews, but... One-on-ones with the other girls. Oh, No, like, she got, like, dinner with Lisa Lisa and Jenny and Mary came over to her house. That's right. That's right, that's right. So it was definitely, like, about what... It was Whitney's Mm -hmm. time to shine. I don't know that she really shined that much. It was just other people giving her advice. Yeah. I was really kind of sad they didn't lean into... Because, like, the last episode was so juicy and delicious. Yeah. I was hoping they kind of leaned into it a little bit. I wanted more Angie. Mm-hmm. She was MIA the whole time. Where, what's the fallout? What's <clears throat> going on? I'm sure they're going to circle back to it at yeah. some point, but I just wanted a little bit of a continuation. Oh, should we talk about what happened on Instagram 
with the catering company. <gasps> I don't even know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Oh, you never read group chats. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, basically. Boomer. <laughs> okay, so Angie, or uh, the catering company apparently went on Instagram and said that that's not how it went at all. Um, she asked if they, if she could like not pay them since it was a charity event. And they were like, no, you, we need to pay you to pay us. And she was like, okay, I'll pay you. And then just basically some, a scheduling conflict came up and they gave like their brother who also runs a catering company, like they gave her that catering company instead so that it wasn't like she didn't have food or anything like that. But she didn't have food. She did have food. She had another no. caterer. They just didn't really talk about it. Why she then? Why did Lisa say that at the beginning about there being a party with no food? Maybe she, they just got that soundbite of her like looking at food, and they didn't show the food. They really did not show a single ounce <laughs> of protein. They showed some like uh, like hors d'oeuvres coming around and stuff, but yeah, basically the catering company was like calling Angie AGL. a liar. Yeah, <gasps> wow. And Lisa uh, also did made Jack a post. making us look bad. Uh, Lisa also kidding. made a post that was like, um, but what she didn't tell you is that they hired an amazing other caterer to fill the place from them, blah, 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 and like put that caterer on. Okay, but the real tea is, if it was a text message, then this is the tea. Either Angie's telling the truth, and the text message did say Lisa. that Lisa was involved, basically, because that's what the message implies. Yeah. Or, there was no text message. She made it all up? Well, okay, wait, I guess she could have had somebody text... She could have had somebody text from a different phone and then give it to Whitney, but I'm just saying, then Whitney would be involved Uh in the chicanery, the tomfoolery, the lies, the deceit. I would say Angie knows how to play the game. She probably did receive a text that said this Lisa thing Mm -hmm. and made it into more than a... Was really because she's on a reality show, mm-hmm. and she was probably pushed into it by the producers. And we thank her for it, and it was it very made great for the best episode of the season. So I don't care. <laughs> also, Lisa can play this innocent card all she wants, but she—I mean—they showed flashbacks in this episode, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Lisa was mean last season." I do have a little bit to say in defense of Lisa when we get to that part, okay. but I just mean either way, if the Angie thing was kind of produced or not, like. Whitney, I feel like, still is validated in having, like, this, like, I don't think Lisa likes me and I don't want to like her because of what she's done to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the truth of this, though, is very, because I, this is what I said last time, Lisa, I don't really dislike, just, she's not my favorite sometimes the way she comes across. Yeah. But if she was really involved in that the way she was, that's really, like, that's bad, bad, bad. bad behavior. Yeah. Um, but if she wasn't, you know, then that's exonerating. So we need to know. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know that we'll even ever get to it because they decided to put it on their Instagram before it airs, mm-hmm. which makes me think that they're not going to get to it on the show. Yeah. That's rude. Because why would they be allowed to post that on Instagram? Yeah. But you know, this means it'll be on the reunion. True. <laughs> true. I'm sure she had a rebuttal. Does she have a rebuttal? Sorry. I'm just sure she did. Did she not put something out after the catering company did? Angie did not. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So, we op- we get our, like, opening intros with everybody. Nothing really happens. Uh, Sharif's, like, shoveling the driveway. Jenny's making, or buttoning Dewey's shirt. Mary's making cookies. She, like, drops an egg in it. 
They're like literally just making this like the married cooking show because she's not all she is doing is at really home. anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, she, she went to she that party a, last time, but nothing really happened. She does a few quick flybys with the ladies, and then yeah. she's back at home. Yeah, not talking to her son and cooking. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, her interaction with Whitney today was not ominous, but you know things kind of go sour between them at some point. Yeah, based off what Whitney said and, and Mary and Mary's tweets recently. Right. <laughs> so wonder when that's going to kick in. They were basically just these tweets that kind of seemed like she's going off the rails, but she was definitely, like, calling Whitney, like, fake and racist. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what actually comes between them what happened at us. some point this season. Um, but, so, then Lisa is, like, it's, they try to make it seem like it's the next day after the party. I don't know if it actually is or not, but Lisa's, like, I didn't sleep very well. I felt ambushed. What a waste of a Gucci outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, she said she thinks that Whitney feels like she, like, won because she got one of her friends, and it's like, now it's her friend, and her husband's, like, asking if they can make it work because she, he really likes Whitney's husband. Oh, okay, this is a good question. Yeah. How would you feel in that situation? Like, would you be fine with your spouse being friends with your not-friend girlfriend, not-friend-girlfriend's husband? Um... It depends how much they would actually have to be, like, not friends. I don't know. If it was just, like, I don't really like her or if there's actual beef. I I agree. This kind of seems, like, really, like, she just doesn't, they just don't like each other. Yeah. You can't, you just, I know. Listen, everybody. Not everybody is going to like you, and that is okay. And guess what? You ain't going to like everybody. It's all right. So, I mean, I think in this case, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I agree. Is that the dog? Probably. She just does everything in her power to make that much noise. She just sings. She never does. <laughs> she really right does. when it's quiet. As soon as we turn all the fans off and we start recording this, she just goes crazy. She's been like sleeping all day. I mean, I guess that's why, but... Okay. Um, okay. I was just going to say this whole thing just kind of felt like scripted. Like maybe they came back like a week later and then they had to make it seem like it was the next morning or something. Yeah. She seemed really upset the night it happened and right. the, like she was like... You don't need to film this part. And I was like, that's exactly what they need to be filming. Yeah. And then she's like, that was really dramatic. Or whatever. Like the next day. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So then Mary goes over to Whitney's and brings her those cookies. And part of me is like, they think the cookies are good. So maybe she is a good cook. They just keep choosing to show like her dumb parts. Well, just, yeah. I mean, you can be a good cook and drop eggshells into the bed. Ba- Last the time she couldn't get, like, the French toast out with a spatula. Oh. It was grilled cheese, I believe, but sure. Yes. Oh, and then she comes in and talking about, okay. I the dead, I mean, okay, was it funny? Yes. But also, I was just thinking about the person in her congregation watching this and being like, that is, like, some she, dick, so she dickish comes behavior. In, she comes in and she says, one of the, she's like, I'm going through a lot. One of the members of our church was like, in a jet that went down, and she was ejected from the plane, and she it wasn't fell a jet. Okay, thirty feet. I don't know if they said jet. She it said, said jet. it's okay. It did say jet on the subtitles, but she was talking about a sun. Planes don't have sunroofs. It was a car off a freeway. She got into an accident. Came. It sounds like what she's saying is she got. How did she fall thirty feet out of a car though? Off a freeway, like an overpass, into a neighborhood, like a. Oh, I guess. Yeah. But the subtitle did say jet. Something said jet because I wrote jet. Yeah, but jets don't have sunroofs. And she said (laughs) out the sunroof. (laughs) Maybe she just meant like there was like an ejection method and she didn't know how to describe it. 
Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I feel like she's just saying, like, the plane was going down and she had to be ejected out. And yeah. she just maybe said sunroof. It's very bizarre. But then Whitney's daughter is like, is she still alive? And she's like, no. It was so... So bizarre. I, the, my first thought was like, oh my god, Mary is a gold mine sometimes. But then I, my next thought was immediately, it's like, that person is going to watch this. Yeah. And you're being so crass and weird about it. And the rest the of the congregation is going to watch it. Yeah, strange. I don't know. I don't want to be like too uptight, hoity-toity, but sometimes yeah. I'm like that, you know. Yeah. But it was funny. It was fu- It was hilarious. God <laughs> damn it. Um, I guess this is the this is what the the photo next to too soon and the definition it yeah. is. This is this moment. But I don't think she <laughs> was soon. like necessarily trying to be funny about it. Yeah. Because she came in and was like, you know. And the kids are right there. Tom's house. Are they alive? Was broken into. <laughs> did you know what? Oh, I know. Shut up. <laughs> did you... she, no, but she did come in. And she's like, I'm under a lot of stress. You know, like. And then she took that break and she was like. You know, one of my members of my congregation um, was in a jet, and then the jet started going down, and then the um, she had to be ejected out of the sunroof, and then she fell 30 feet. Yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. Well, I don't remember how old her kids are, but do you? did you know, like, were you familiar with Whitney's? the concept of death when you were that young? Her son is eight. Brooks is eight. Yeah. But I don't know how old the daughter is, but I assume, like, 12. I don't remember when I knew what death was yeah some mm. parents are really like protective we about... had so many pets die yeah you country life yeah we had a lot of i mean most of our pets none of our pets were like indoor only pets growing mm-hmm. up so sometimes they just wouldn't come home or sometimes they get hit by a car or something yeah. so i guess probably i knew what death was at that time gotcha i mean the daughter said what is she still alive true 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 I don't know. You just forget some... <laughs> you know, when you yeah. get older, and especially if you don't have kids, you just forget what But it is something know. that I wouldn't expect to walk in the house and just immediately talk about with the kids there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the basically the whole point of this was just that Whitney was like, I don't want to be her friend, but part of me feels like I respect her and I want the acceptance from her. Yeah, Mary really came through in this with the the wisdom. Yeah. Because she nailed it right on the head. Yeah, she was like, well, that means you want her in, her, in your and life. You're, and she said in her confessional, she said, she's insecure. Uh-huh. And she gets validation from Lisa. Mm-hmm. And that's why she went. And I agree 100%. Yeah, because otherwise, like, why do you care at that point? Right. Um, I think it's because Lisa is a... If you get well, the also sense you're on of a show what with six other people, like you would want to, yeah, I would think I would want point. to hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying they live in a town like the the overarching theme of the the first season. This season is Whitney's kind of an ex Mormon. Her dad's you know been in uh, dealt with addiction. She has a stripper pole in her house, an unconventional marriage or a marriage that kind of rocked the family community stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's you know whereas Lisa is kind of in good standing. With, mm-hmm. that's true. to some extent, with the church. And sometimes she's a successful businesswoman. And that's what Whitney yeah. wants to be seen as, I think. Sometimes I forget, like, the pressures that they actually are under until, like, Heather starts talking about the sex thing and everything like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, okay, so then we do get Heather and her daughter. Um, there's, like, she's going to... Or she wants to... She applied to UC Berk... No, UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. And um, Ashley, her daughter, wants to get in there. And they, like, opened the letter, and then she got in. I don't know why I, like, thought 
for sure she like wasn't going to like wow. I feel like they were you setting. Say, you really thought she was no a dumb no bitch. I thought they were she setting she's it a up dumb for that. Bitch. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I just thought they were like putting so much dramatics into it. That I was like, oh no, she's not gonna get in. And then she did. Yeah. I it just that whole sequence just made me remember how woefully unprepared for like college. I didn't even apply for colleges until like March or <laughs> the oh. school I went to was local and they just came to my and did like admissions at the school and that's how I got in. That also sounds like you though. Yeah. <laughs> I know my pa- I was very I was very depressed and um survival mode in high school and I did not think anything of my future and that I never even thought about applying to different colleges or what to, you know what I mean? Mhm. Made me look back and go, wow, I was really without guidance. I think my counselors weren't the best either, but my mom took me to like fairs and stuff like that. Yeah. I just didn't have any, I didn't have anybody in my family or in high school or anything that was like looking out for me and being like, you should. Yeah. Anyways. Do you want to know the reason I chose DePaul? DePaul. It's because we went to a um, fair. I reset this, yeah. And the guy, the admissions counselor, was wearing this, like, very nicely fitted tweed jacket. Uh-huh. And my mom and I both were like, oh, that's, like, a good look. And then we went over and talked to him. That <laughs> admissions counselor's hot. Let's go talk to him. I mean, he was kind of hot, too. But the the jacket was really what we were like, oh, Yeah, that coat. Okay. And people try to put fashion <laughs> down, honey. It, it takes you places. Okay. Basically... This whole thing was just to be like her daughter's about to be on her own for the first time and she hasn't really like seen the world that much, but she just yeah. got into college. And we're calling back to Heather's lack of experience in this, like yes. as far as she didn't have that experience and she wants it for her kids. Correct. But she said like her daughter hasn't even really left Salt Lake. Yeah. Which is wild. It is wild. I feel like Heather, I don't know. I, uh... I just hope she doesn't swing too far in the opposite. I know. Like you can, I wrote there, that later. I was like, I'm kind of worried that she's like... There are extremes, and she grew up on one extreme, she did not go to the other. <laughs> she seems to be, though, because yeah. later she's like, if my daughter told me she didn't have sex before marriage, I'd be mad now. Concerned, is what she said. Concerned. Which I agree, personally. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I agree as well, but... Just, I mean, my child... I wouldn't pressure my child, That's what they need to understand. Like a little bit like... Yeah. Oh, now I'm putting this pressure on her to have sex. She was saying she didn't want... I think what she was saying is she didn't want it to come across as if it I, it was bad. Yeah. I think she, she's, she was basically saying she didn't know how to say it without giving the wrong perception. Which she didn't want to make her daughter feel like she should be having sex. Yeah. But she's also concerned if she's not because there's a lot of reasons why you should. We'll get there, I guess. Uh, okay, so then we get the gin... And Brooke's scenario playing out finally. God, put it in the coffin, six, ten, twelve, double it, twelve foot down, and bury it. But in the preview, they didn't show Meredith there, and then I was like, oh Uh, my god, of course Meredith came and sits at the bar. I just want to say, I like Brooke's on the show. I just, but sometimes I'm like, you're really playing up this baby child mommy drama, like, you are grown. Yeah. You don't need your mom to sit four feet away at the bar to overhear your conversation with Jen. Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't need my mom to fight for me. Like, um, I mean, but I understand. It's a sensitive topic. I mean, I guess I'm like half and half out. Like, I understand why he may want somebody there about a sensitive topic. But it does come across very like you're a little boy. Yeah. And your mom's holding your hand. It's like at some point you need to... Yeah, I agree. So then Jen... Uh, so Meredith sits like at the bar, which is literally like four feet away, which is so funny. 
Um, <clears throat> but Jen says that she realizes that some of the things she said about him or the people that run her Twitter. Um, she said, oh, sorry. She, she basically was like, I have a team that runs my Twitter, but I'm sorry. Like, I could take accountability for, like, what they did, basically. Yeah. And she said the truth of other, that, too, is that she was being defensive about her v- mm-hmm. vagina, mm-hmm. which, like I said, started the whole thing. Yeah. Also, I think... And I was disappointed he didn't apologize for it. I thought he was going to. That's what I was going to say. I thought he was going 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 to But no, it was still for him. Uh, However, well, let me read what he says. And then I have a few thoughts on it. Um, But he basically is like, well, whatever. It's still your social media. Which is true. Like, liking these things. Mm. Um, But then he said, I don't even know how to articulate the pain that I went through because of everything. Which I, at first, was like, this is dramatic. But then, I don't know if he's fully just talking about the Jen stuff, or if kind of like, I mean, he is very, sexu- whatever his sexuality is, or he chooses to be, his outward appearance is very, like, queeny. He's, he's gay presenting. Yes. Yeah. And I'm positive. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty gay presenting, but, like, in high school and stuff, like, or at least in middle school. There wasn't necessarily, like... I was never bullied for, like, being... Mm-hmm. Like, nobody came up to me and was like, Hey, faggot! Or anything like that. Until, like, later in life when I stopped caring so much, I guess. Mm. I- anyway. But there were kids at my school that were very similar to Brooks. Like, no matter what, you can't really hide yeah. it. And uh, I know they were, like, bullied so much in middle school and high school. And... I feel like he probably was too. Yeah. Especially being in the middle of... Mormon country. Yes. So probably him being on this show and like being not a main character, but like on it a lot. I'm sure he got a ton of hate on the internet. Yeah. Maybe he didn't realize like... I don't know. Okay. Maybe he didn't realize that everybody was going to have a view. You're basically magnifying the experience, yeah. like, in high school. Like, everybody sees you and is going to have an opinion. And it's worse because they're all on the internet and they don't actually know you in person. So they can feel like they say whatever they want. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I I'm will... sure mm-hmm. these gin comments or likes, even if they... Even if it wasn't, like, if she wasn't purposefully, like, making it bigger, like, I'm sure he was getting inundated with it and on top of that this person that like is supposed to be your mom's friend is like making it worse exactly yeah and i in his well when we were watching that the one thing i thought that maybe people wouldn't understand if you're not from the queer community is because you may think he's overreacting or being super sensitive but when you are not ready to talk about something if you're closeted uh you like have to manage your behavior all the time and mm-hmm. you're constantly aware of what you sound like, what you're saying, wh- who, what you're saying, who you're saying it around. Um, and it's, so it's very like on your mind all the time. And you know, there's a fear of being outed, a fear of somebody criticizing or like commenting on it when you're not ready to talk about it. Um, and because it's something that you carry like every minute of every day, you are very, very sensitive to it. So when somebody, discusses it like that Mm -hmm. you people may think you're overreacting which maybe you could say it is an overreaction to some extent but i'm people don't 
not everybody who doesn't have the experience understands how sensitive you feel because it mm -hmm. is like something you deal with all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's seen it like thousands and thousands of times on the internet at this point. <clears throat> so. Right. I do think he should have apologized because, I mean, looking back on it, it was kind of like, what was the reason for that? Except to just be dramatic. The, the vagina thing. Uh, yeah, I still, sh I mean, ugh. It's a vagina. Who cares? Yeah. And why did she... And I felt bad that she apologized for it again. I know. She, you know, I'm sorry I got drunk and you saw my hoo-ha. Like, who cares? Her Gigi. Yeah, her Gigi. Like, <laughs> stop. Like, what are you so... It's, you know, it's like the back of your knee, between your toes. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a body part. It's flesh. I feel like she, at some point, realized, oh, I am 40-whatever and he is 20-something. And... It wasn't really that big of a deal, and I, and I exemplified something <clears throat> that he wasn't ready to talk about by like doing these things. So even if she was hurt by the vagina thing, like I think she just eventually realized like it's more worth it for me to just be the bigger adult, basically. Yeah, I know, but <clears throat> like you don't have to apologize for this again. Yeah, I mean she does apologize for that. She also like apologizes to Meredith. Um, she says she wants peace, and it seems like they're in a good place. All of the three of them. At the end of that conversation. We'll see. Right. Fingers crossed that it goes away because it's very <laughs> tired. <clears throat> and then we get the guys night, which I was like, they don't want to see four straight people. I'm watching Housewives. Um, honestly, I was excited to see... Four straight people? Yeah. Well, men? no. <laughs> yeah. Straight men? I was excited to see uh, Seth not in a cringy... I mean, the sex with the wife thing, I guess, sleeping... But we saw that in the preview already. Yeah. And I was like, at least it was a little normal behavior. But he also uh, walks in and, like, immediately comments about the pole dancing. And, like, asking Justin if he's ever been on the pole. Yeah. And implying that because she pole dances means he must have all the sex. I'm sure they edited things out, know. but it did seem like he still was just like, that's all he talks about. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Um, but it was nice. I mean, I, I house husbands can contribute a lot to the show in a positive, like in certain situations. Yeah. Uh, and so it's kind of sometimes it's nice to have them be positive. Well, it's not nice when they get involved in the mess. That's when it goes bad. But yes, it is nice when they're like supportive. And I will say, by the end of it, I was like, okay, that was kind of a fun little segment. Yeah. But uh, Seth is like wearing the Brooks Marks blazer with the little strap on it yeah i didn't didn't love that no <laughs> just, i liked it i mean not to fully just shit on brooks but i feel like his whole thing is his quote fashion lines are just taking pieces that already exist and putting a strap on it that has his logo on it right I mean, it may work for him, and if it does, power to you. I mean, I kind of, at this point, we've talked you know. so much about it. Like, I want one of the, the sweaters, you know? Right. See, I mean, it gets people. But I, I you know, looking at it, initially, you're just like, okay. It's menswear. Yeah. What else can you do with it? <laughs> a strap on a pre-existing... Might as well have my name on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so they talk about the poll, blah, blah. They talk about their sex life. He says the weird thing. That's, My deal with Meredith is that I can have sex with her anytime I want as long as I don't wake her up. Which I feel like he's just being... I hope he's being sarcastic. I mean, he is. 
fully. He's just, I think he's just being like, we're old married men. None of us have sex, right? Rawr, 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 rawr. Don't I mean, you think I'm, that's what he was going for? Yeah, I hope so. Um, okay. Sharif says all the wives should just get along. And then they show, like, each of their faces. And then they show a flashback of each of their wives having a meltdown. Uh-huh. Which I just think was so funny. Yeah. Um, and then... One of them says, like, I just realized that we're the mo- the four most optimistic sons of bitches. Like, they know that they'll never get along, basically, is what they're saying. Yeah, not all the time. Um, but I thought that, I mean, like I said, I thought the segment wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And it's kind of nice to see them just, like, getting along and, like, hanging out. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, I agree. But Mary's husband was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, but he was probably still in Florida, remember? Oh, he, like, still, you think? Maybe. I forgot, yeah, he was in Florida. Okay. Okay. So, Ginny goes to dinner with Whitney. Yes. This part, we really start to get more in-depth with Ginny, even more. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't like this one fully because it felt more like it became a... The Lisa thing? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like next episode is going to be like the Ginny episode with her and Dewey. Yeah. Based Which, on the next time on. Disgusting. Truly. Whitney just bought out her business partner. Mm-hmm. Boss bitch. Does that just mean she was like, hey, I know I'm going to make more money, so how much will it take for you to get out? Yeah. Basically, I mean, it depends on the arrangement. Like, if it was an investor or a co-founder. But, like, whatever they stake, they owned in it. She, you know, agreed. She paid them out. Purchased it, and they agreed to it. Gotcha. I don't really know how that works fully. Um, so then Jenny's, like, talking about how she used to have five medical practices, and then she, like... Still has it, one. Put it down to one so she can spend more time with her kids. Um, then we learned that Whitney wanted to have more kids, but Justin got a vasectomy. Which, mm, he's older. I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, and they agreed to it. Yeah, at some point you're like, if I have a kid now, it's going to be 18 years before they're out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And- <laughs> So. so then Jenny said, like, hers is the opposite. We know that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. She said her tubes are tied. Um, but Dewey, obviously... Dumb Dewey. pressing to have another one. Um, so Whitney is, like, happy about this with, like, connecting with Jenny. But then they, like, immediately go into Lisa territory. Um, she's, like, so she, they, she thinks they just got off on the wrong foot. Lisa is very fun to hang out with, but wants to make sure she has facts before she opens her mouth, is what Jenny says. I just feel like Lisa has this history of just, like, being mean to people. Like, she was mean, blatantly mean to Heather, rude to her, at the beginning of the season, for, like, literally no reason. Then in the middle of last season, she was really rude to Whitney for no reason. And then she's like, why don't these girls like me? Mm -hmm. It's like, why do you think? (laughs) Right. I feel, okay, this is the thing, and I feel like this might be hurting Jenny on the show, is mm-hmm. that Jenny's not, like, having conversations about her feelings about other people. It's She's always commenting, which isn't a bad, I, it's not her fault. I just mean, she hasn't had a moment to talk about her relationships with the cast. Mm-hmm. So everything's just kind of like her, she's just becoming, like, a buoy for, whenever she's in a situation, it's about this other drama, this other person. Yeah. And so she really needs to have a moment where it's, you know, either she's in some drama or she says it, or, you know, yeah. it's more about, like, uh, her, how she feels about people and not 
Yeah. Other people's relationships with other people. I mean, it seems like the drama, quote unquote, that we're going to get with her is like her family issues. Yeah. And dealing with that. Which mm. kind of sucks. I mean, it's hard too when you come on a show. Like, it's already a stat. Even though it's only the second season. Yeah. Especially if you didn't know these people, you're trying to mesh in. So it's the not... The only one she knows is Lisa. Right. So it takes... I mean, I'm issues. not saying she's having... It's, it's going to take time. So I'm not saying she's like... Not should be on the cast. I really like Jenny. I just think it's taking some... Like, she needs to have a moment. Yeah, I agree. I did like her jumpsuit, though. She's always dressed nice. Yeah, she always looks really good. Yeah. Um, okay, so then... Whitney has a funny thing where she's like... In her confessional, she says... She always hears about the good Lisa. But she must be like Bigfoot. Yeah, that was really funny. (laughs) And I was like, that... I mean, it's true because she never shows her. Like, she's never nice to her. Yeah. Lisa's never nice to Whitney, so I get why she's saying that. Um, then Whitney says that the husbands want them to get along. That's all we really get on the that's on that. Mm-hmm. So then Meredith and Heather go skiing in like these yellow and pink snowsuits. I thought this was cute. I did too. I wasn't expecting it either, but I thought it was a nice little parent. Like you, you, Meredith's mm-hmm. very cla- like she said they're kind of opposites in a lot uh-huh. of ways. So I wasn't expecting to get a Meredith Heather moment. But I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And their conversation. Well, I was going to say it's nice because their conversation really didn't really have to deal with any drama. <laughs> like, they just had a conversation about their lives. Yeah. It wasn't like... It seems like every but other so time... Important. I mean, like, so yeah, yeah. worth a weighty conversation. But every other time that they have two members together, it's normally because one of them is in some kind of beef. Beef, right. And the other one is, like, talking to them about how they feel about it. Right. And that's, like, every conversation. And yeah. this one was, like, nice to just have this actual, like, real conversation. And Meredith is so, like, intelligent, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start having this... Well, first, Heather says... So they go skiing, then they sit down, they have Irish coffees... Heather says, this feels like a great place to meet a man. And I was like, Heather is just horny. <laughs> That's how I wrote down. She, I mean, homegirl is. That's what she talks about. She's ready. She she wants to get around. Yeah. Uh, and then that leads into this conversation about, like, sex. Talking about sex with their children. How to go about doing that. And Meredith is kind of shocked because Heather's, like, never had a conversation with her daughters about sex. Um, And Meredith says she has those kind of conversations all the time. And then Heather, like, tells us about how she learned about sex because of Mormonism. And she was like, whenever there's a sex scene on TV, we, like... Covered it with a towel. Covered it with a towel. So there was some weird chicken book thing. (laughs) She said there was this pop-up book and there were these two chickens and you pulled a little lever. I'm still confused. Why is there a pop-up book with chickens fucking? I'm very confused. Also, she made it sound like there's like a little lever thing or pull And you make them fuck. And you like, that like, does the penis or something? I don't know. (laughs) The cock, if you will. Oh, wow. I don't really, it was very, like... You can't see... Okay, Mormon land is strange. You can't watch anything like that on TV, but then you have... I w- to be fair, when I was a kid, like, and there were sex scenes, my parents would just, like, turn the channel for a Well, moment. I just mean, but did you have chicken sex pop-up, pop-up books? <laughs> chicken sex pop-up Chicken sex pop-up books? <laughs> I mean, no. Okay. We had that one book that the... was, like, everybody poops or whatever. Oh. I've never heard of such. Did your parents have, like... A birds and bees conversation with you at a pretty 
Actually, they age. had it with me at a pretty old age, I feel like. How like, old were you? Probably junior in high... It, oh, it, I mean, I was a junior in high school because it was oh, when... That is late, I feel. It was literally when I came out to my dad and he like... Oh, and then they were concerned. He was like, have you had sex? And I was like, no. And then he was like, okay. And then he kind of like went into having sex and like what you should do. But then he like didn't know how to make that conversation gay. So then it just kind of fizzled out. It was weird. I feel like they probably should have had more talks with me because I didn't learn anything about like HIV or anything like that in school. Yeah. I feel like I really didn't learn too much about that except like on my own before like college. Yeah, I was also really ignorant about HIV until, like, my early 20s. And I feel bad about it. Well, I think it's just something... Like, that's not something you should have to teach yourself. Right. I, I mean, maybe now with people being so readily available on the internet and stuff like that. But, like, at least back then... I was 12. And I asked for it. You asked for what? The birds and the bees. You did? Mm-hmm. I don't remember why, but I went to my dad and I was like, please explain this to me. Did hey, they... Dad. What did he say? I just had the the talk. <laughs> the only thing was is that I was <laughs> I didn't understand like I got everything, but I didn't understand that there was motion. So I just saw it, the penis went into the vagina and that, that was, was it. it. <laughs> like you're docked and that is that's you've you've won. That's it. Does the Florida school system only teach abstinence? Uh, I think it depends on where you live. And I, the time, I don't know about now. When I was a kid in the small town that I, my mom's family's from, that county is, I think is very much that approach. Mm-hmm. But I don't, the... I think it's state Where I went to high school. Though. Yeah, but what Maybe they... Maybe it's up to a certain yeah, age. Yeah, but what they do, actually do in the county, I think is... I never took a health class after middle school. The only health class I ever had to take was in seventh grade. And because... The school was so, the middle school was so, like, overbooked with the amount of kids there. Mm-hmm. My my health class was also a Spanish class. So it was called Span Health. Which is really weird. And we basically, like, every, I think the first, like, three months, or I guess, like, two and a half months, we learned Spanish. And then the next two and a half months, we learned about health. But not in Spanish. Right. It's a de- It was just fully, so I, I pretty much only had, like, two and a half months of health class ever. Yeah, it's disrespectful to Spanish, honestly. <laughs> to each subject. Well, I thought that because the teacher was a Spanish teacher. They just made her do health, too. Oh, weird. Yeah. like That's Kentucky for you. I she was re- I liked her a lot. Shout out Miss Marzian. I didn't, um, I don't remember having, we didn't have any health class in high school either. I just remember, like, I don't remember, there was no sex ed. We had PE slash health, and... I took chose to take it during the summer because I was a nerd and I didn't want to have PE with all basically all my nerd friends decided that they were offering this PE during the summer class. So all of us decided that we were gonna take PE during the summer so we didn't have to take it with any like jocks basically. Oh, okay. And then they let us take an online health course during the summer. So it let me like get more electives or like less classes my senior year by mm-hmm. doing this. So I, like, purposely had summer school PE so that I wouldn't have to have it with jocks. Gotcha. (laughs) But I still think that the health class was, like, mostly didn't teach me that much about sex at all. Yeah. Definitely not gay sex. Right. Okay. So that leads to them. They have this conversation that's basically, like, 
uh, Meredith says she wants to, or uh, Heather says she wants to start, like, having the talk. She doesn't know how to do it. So she's kind of asking for advice. But they don't really have too much advice. It's just more like a little conversation between the two of them. Um, and Heather is like, did you give your kids condoms? Like, and Meredith's like, oh, yeah. So she's like, oh, you give them condoms with their Capri Suns. <laughs> this is what she said. I wasn't, a, I've never been a big proponent of juice, but I am a proponent of condoms. <laughs> I just right. think it's such a Meredith line. Yeah. I mean, she's right. Juice is just like sugar. Sugar. <laughs> it's like candy. Sugar water. Yeah. Okay. Lisa goes to this like gin distillery, gin and pie place, which I want to go mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Like gin flights and pie. Yeah. It seemed like they were going to make something, but they didn't really do it on the show. I thought it looked like they were going to have like a flight. Like a tasting of a flight. No, they had all the spices and the little distill. I think it looked like they were because you can infuse a lot of places, like vodka with oh, botanicals that's like, cool. to make a gin flavor drink. I mean, technically, it's gin. Gin is distilled with herbs and spices sometimes, but then you maybe can just it's add one of those things. It's kind of like the Korean barbecue where they just have it like on the table ready for you, mm. and if you don't choose to do it, then you don't have to do it. I guess maybe. Uh, it looked like a cool place though. Yeah. I felt like that's someplace you would really want to go. Yeah. We should put it on our list if we ever go to Salt Lake. A Salt Lake. If anybody wants to fly us to Salt Lake City, <laughs> hashtag Jen and Pie. Lisa said she reached out to try to find middle ground with Whitney. Whitney walks up in these, like, cutout jeans with, like, this flowing, like, mesh down the leg. Lace. Did mesh. you like it? No. I kind of liked it, but then I realized that it kind of made them look like Daisy Dukes, mm-hmm. just with no, mesh no. attached was, to them, uh, was... lace attached. Mm-hmm. I liked it, I think, overall. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not here to be judging anybody's fashion choices, because my own are booty most of the time, but they weren't my... I wouldn't put them on. Okay. Lisa says, when I think of Jen, I think of new beginnings. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> so why'd she say it? I don't know. Also, I... I mean, maybe, but I don't know if any... I, I feel like it, it's very specific, and most people are not going to get that. I don't... That's not a thing. It seems like sometimes in her confessionals, she just says, like, random things that she thinks are, like, good sayings. I guess. But also, when you don't think about it with Jen, G-I-N, and think about it with J-E-N, I think... When I think of Jen, I think of New Beginnings. Oh, Jen Shaw. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was what she's going for? No, I think she was talking about Jen. <laughs> like G-I-N. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know. She either, there's either something culturally specific, or she made something up and she thought <laughs> it was she good. she made it up. I did too, girl. I was, I was like, okay, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Yeah. So then they order the gin. Oh, uh, Lisa says that John and Justin, the husbands, were talking, and they were like, wouldn't it be nice if we were friends? And Lisa was like, I thought we were friends. <laughs> that's a damn lie it honestly is if that's if you think your tortured past with somebody is the definition of like oh friends. we're friends then you have a fucked up idea perception it. yeah it just makes me think that when you say you're friends with somebody like it doesn't mean what you think it means <laughs> animals yeah, so then Whitney, like, immediately says, well, from my perspective, or my perspective is that we're not friends, which I like that she said that. Yeah. Because, I mean, I agree, and then they showed a flashback to Lisa being shitty to her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Which I, I understand. I will say, oh, this is what I want to say in defense of Lisa. Okay. Because I feel like if I get put into a situation where, like, I feel personally that I'm very nice, very patient, very kind. Right. But when I've had enough, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to argue, if we're going to fight, if we're going to go there, then I'm going to say some shitty things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, sometimes I think people, she's like, because it showed the flashback where she was like, um, I don't care enough about you to judge you. Yeah. Which was judgy in, in and of itself. itself. Right? But I think it was more about her saying, like, you're irrelevant, like, you're picking a fight with me. I, this is stupid. Like, if I was in a situation, I might say something equally dismissive because if I'm going to be arguing, then I'll just be cunty. Yeah. But then we get this, like, really funny thing. Not funny, but funny. They, like, order their gin and they order pie. They order, like, pecan and apple. And she's like, do you want to split it? And she's like, yeah, but I'm actually allergic to pecans. Whitney says this. And then... So, no, no splitting. Right, right. But then uh, Lisa's like, we'll see if we'll need that EpiPen at the end of this conversation. She was just trying to be funny. I know, but there's, like, this weird thing that they do on this show in particular so much is that they have these undercutting, like, trying to be funny threats that are, like, serious threats. Like, I know she was trying to be funny, and I know Jen was trying to be funny and everything, but it just seems like... There's a pattern of them being like, haha, we'll see if I actually murder you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think so? I mean, yeah, I do. I just think it's like, you know, they're just trying to be funny. I know, but I guess maybe it's just because they're always in such awkward, like, places of their friendships when they say them that it just comes across as, like... I think it's a little bit of breaking the... Like, they're just aware that there's, like, gonna, gonna be slash supposed to be conflict. Yeah. So, they're just ready for it. Yeah. So, they go back and forth a lot, but Lisa's like, this is just a misunderstanding, and Whitney's like, when you call me rude names and tell people not to be friends or even uh, relatives, <laughs> claim me as a relative, then I don't understand how that's a misunderstanding. T. I literally wrote T. Yeah. Did you say wig? <laughs> I mean, you can't act like... You're not bothered by somebody and then go out of your way to, like, obstruct them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't care enough about you to judge you, but I'm also going to actively try to get my friends to not be friends with you. Right. So Lisa still says it's just a miscommunication. Um, She's willing to get to know Whitney more. Um, Whitney kind of, like, repeats herself and is like, well, don't do those kind of things. And then Lisa says, those weren't my intentions. Which they were. (laughs) I mean, let's just cut to the chase. I feel like uh, Lisa, maybe she doesn't think it in the words of, I think I'm better than you, but I think she thinks that she's in a specific place with her behavior and Whitney is not. Yeah. Whether she thinks that's high or low, better or worse, or if she just thinks different differences. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to be, like, on the outside of all this, viewing it from, like, an edited camera perspective, because mm-hmm. to me, it's, like, fully the opposite of that. What? Of Lisa being, like, a good friend, and just all these miscommunications, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But clearly, I, people it, are friends with her for a reason. Yeah. Not but just also, because Whitney she never did, I mean, you can't think of, I can't think of anything that Whitney did that Negatively. would cause somebody to be like, I don't like you. 
With the exception of just two people that don't like each other for personality perspective. Like, sometimes you just don't jive with people. Right. It's one of those things that, like, Whitney knows Lisa doesn't like her, so she doesn't like Lisa, and then Lisa doesn't like her now because she didn't like her even more. Right. So, that's basically that. Uh, She says, Whitney says she hopes that they can move past it, and then that's the end of the episode. So, do you have any final thoughts on all of that? Yeah, okay. It's, uh. I mean, it seems like they don't actually have beef, so it does seem like it's something they should be able to move past. But I think they don't just, they just don't like each other for some, and I, and I do think Lisa, maybe it's not to her, uh, like I said, a, a better, holier or better than thou. It's just more of like, she values her behavior and she, there's certain things about Whitney's behavior she doesn't value. Yeah. However you want to say it. I do think there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think it's gonna last. Because I don't think they like each other. Right. And it I seems think maybe it's like, like a, it's like a hate, love-hate relationship. Like, they respect each other, or they like things about each other, but then, fundamentally, they just don't get along. Right. Or, I think it's, I don't know, it, it almost just, the whole thing seems like a performance, in that it's like, oh, well, I should like you, so I'm gonna try to like you. Another one's like, oh, well, I never did anything wrong, so I'm gonna try to like you, too. And then it's, but there's, like, nothing changed, really. Yeah. I mean, outside of their business, what do they have in common? Right. Besides their social people. I mean, but that's not, like, enough to, like... Is that enough? <laughs> you know? Well, I, don't I mean, know. they're housewives together. No, 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 I know, but I mean, like... I mean, they have that Outside of that. You know, like, I don't know. I This episode overall was pretty... Lackluster. No. It was a good episode. It just wasn't eventful or super dramatic. Well, my favorite part was Heather and Meredith going skiing and not talking about anything. That No, but that was a... Oh, not to do with the show, yeah. It was a hefty... It was a good combo, though. No, I agree. I enjoyed watching it. There was a lot of good, you know, character building in this. It's not really character building, but, you know, Mm -hmm. we get to see uh, different layers, peeling back the onions, Mm -hmm. you know. I did realize that when they do the next time on, it's not always about the next episode. Mm -hmm. Because... Like, a couple episodes ago, they showed something from this episode. Oh, okay. They do every... Sometimes... Usually they'll say something like, this season on, and then it'll show multiple episode previews. But I think they did next time on, and it wasn't the next episode. Interesting. So we'll see about the next... Basically, it looks like next time, <laughs> Heather says, when a man and a woman... Oh. <laughs> Girl, I feel like you're... I mean, I feel like she already knows, but who knows? The daughter... I mean, this daughter's had, like, it's a tw- boyfriend for, but, like, two and it's, years. It's also 2020. Like, kids have access to, like, if she wanted to know something, she yeah. could easily look it up. But also, I think they've probably fucked. I mean, that's a good possibility, but I'm not going to be commenting on that. <laughs> Teenager <laughs> sex life. I'm just, it is likely. However, I just think, even if she wasn't in a relationship for two years, you know, anything kids want to know these days... They can find out. They can find out. If you haven't given them the sex talk, they've Googled it. Yeah. After, Am I gay BuzzFeed quiz? <laughs> yeah. Watches, <laughs> watches three hours of gay, gay porn. Am I gay? Two boys kissing on YouTube. Make me gay? <laughs> yeah, make, <laughs> make me gay? Okay, Whitney goes to like some dinner with Lisa and the husbands, and she's like, looks like she's crying and says she feels like she walked into a trap. So we'll see what that's about. Yeah. 
Like, do you think they're going to do, like, some weird intervention or something? Uh, child, I don't know. It seems like we're going to get really into Jenny's story because she says she's had miscarriages and a stillbirth after 42 weeks. Um, so it seems like we're going to get, like, into some deep shit with her. Yeah. And... I mean, that's, like, heavy stuff. I know stuff. she loves her husband and she posted on, you know, people, like, be kind and all that. And I empathize, you know, but... It's just in a very... This is a good example of men legislating women's... But, like, mm-hmm. talking about and, and making rules and decisions and opinions about women's... When it, men have nothing, no stake mm-hmm. outside of the relationship or, you know, love somebody. And as far as the the pregnancy period. Like, the woman has to do everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also- in your body. Like, if you even for a second put yourself in that shoe, in those shoes... And been like, okay, I, I like you, they come out. Sometimes they weigh ten pounds. Like there's a ten pound baby <laughs> yeah. alien coming out, sucking the life out of you on the insides for months. Yeah, that's well. Crazy. They're not always that heavy, but you know what I mean. And like everything you do affects it. Everything it does affects you. Mm-hmm. I put my mom on bed rest for, uh, I think it was like two weeks because I put my foot on a nerve in her back. Yeah, like an asshole baby. <laughs> You know what I mean? mean I, well, I'm just saying, like, these are things that people yeah. have to deal with. Like, could you imagine being like, uh, call, like, it, that's something you'll never have to do is call work and be like, and they don't have paid week, like, sick leave for that. Yeah. And you have to call them and be like, I can't come into work because my, my fucking fetus put its foot on my spinal cord and I can't move. That's rude. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just like people, I don't know, men just don't think about what they go through well and also she i mean he says like he does mention the sister wife at this point which you said you think maybe he's kidding but i mean even if he's not kidding about like having somebody else have the baby i mean she literally told whitney she doesn't want to have a, a surrogate like she doesn't want to have more kids yeah and i don't and blame he's not her being... she's in her 40s she doesn't want because do we ain't going to be the one getting that's up, changing what i was the gonna say is it's another example of how he's not taking her into consideration because she's the one that's going to be having to deal with all this. Like, she's yeah. the one at home for the most part. Yeah, because he wants some a big family. He doesn't care about her time or her energy. Or her body. Or what she wants to be doing. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty wild. <sighs> he's no, I'm over it. And, if, and he should be roasted. Sorry about it. I'm not saying they need to break up, but you made some shitty decisions. Yeah. About how you treat your wife and her body. So, it's nice that they're like actually talking about. I don't know. I feel like I've never really seen a show where they talk so much about like miscarriages and stillbirth. Like, I know it's a. I know. I know it's a thing that happens so much more often than people talk about. Mm. And I feel like I've literally never seen it on TV. Yeah, talked about. So, it's taboo. Women want to talk about it, but they don't feel like they can because yeah, because it makes them feel like a failure, like they did something wrong. Like, because, and because people don't talk about it, then they, like, it makes them feel extra isolated. Like, they, like, it doesn't happen as often. Like, they can't talk about it. And then it just, it's a cycle that perpetuates itself. It's really mm-hmm. annoying. The that, pain to go through of, like, losing a child and then him being like, I want to put you through that pain again. If she's he's had, a dick. If she's had that many miscarriages I, and everything, I mean, it yeah. doesn't sound safe for her or a baby. Yeah, I can't, I could not imagine having, like, the expect, like, carrying a baby that full term, basically, and the expectation, and then it, you know, it, it not making it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's reality sometimes, and 
thing. I mean, it's, it's just, I just mean, it's like emotionally can be devastating. And like, yeah. my, um, my dad's mom had a stillbirth and it still was a conversation. And when I was like 30 decades later mm-hmm. in our family. Okay. Well, do you want to get into our superlatives? I don't week. know if I have any for this. You week. have none. I would say best matchup. Uh, uh, Heather, Heather, and Meredith was not expecting that. Most unexpected matchup. Yeah, that's it. I was gonna say most likely to win The Bachelor because they went on the most one-on-one dates. Whitney, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. You know the mo- peace-loving queen to Jin Shaw. <laughs> For putting <laughs> old tired drama to bed. Tired. <laughs> Most likely to take a pre-existing hoodie or blazer and put a strap on it. <laughs> you shady boots. Uh, hopefully the next episode gets a little media. Mm-hmm. And we shall see shall. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for listening to us ramble and animals and cats yeah, totes preach. Cats and dogs making so much noise in the background. We apologize. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time we should go to try to find like a soundproof room in a library or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this has been Privileged Twinks. I'm Tyler. And I'm Dravis. And we'll be back next week for episode six. Yeah, bye. Bye.